Hi there. Welcome to Shrink Chat. This is the companion show to our main podcast, Terror Talk. My name is Shannon, and I'm joined every week by my friend, Kathy. On this show, we talk about psychology and media and whatever else comes up. It's a bit looser. So hang out and welcome to Shrink Chat. Blast it. You can blast the button like I just yeah. did. <laughs> We're talking and sometimes I just like to push record in the middle of the conversation. It's like catching us with our pants down, but not... A little bit. Mm -hmm. How would they know? They wouldn't. No. We would have to tell them. It's uh, no pants Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Okay, so the new year has happened and it's January 3rd (laughs) and... (laughs) We're obviously pre-recording, so I'm being goofy. Happy new year. (laughs) Happy new year. It's 2020. Wee. Um, Do you have... So... We are recording this before New Year's, but you are listening to it after New Year's. So I am going to ask Kathy if she has New Year's plans. Uh, yeah, I'm going to a, a friend's party. I don't, this will probably be the first, uh, this is what I'm planning on anyway. Mm. It's the first New Year's in a while I'll actually do. So I usually like to just stay in. I I bartended and waited tables for years and learned to really hate New Year's yeah, because it was the assholes ugh. come out. Yeah. So I was a I was a recluse for a long time during New Year's, but if it's a if it's a house I know mm-hmm. or friends I know, I'll go and I am going to a friend's house, but otherwise like I'm really good staying in on New Year's. Yeah, I have been good on staying in on New Year's for many years. As a young person, I never stayed in on New Year's and I always went to parties and yeah. I you know, I spent time in Vegas on New Year's. I've done all the New Year's things. Yeah. But in the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years, I I'll go out sometimes, but what it usually is is a comedy show. Ah. Yeah. yeah. That's become a thing where Every other year, every couple of years, and we're not. I'm not going to go to a comedy show this year that I know of, unless it's a surprise. Um, but I have in the past, so I've spent New Year's at the Comedy Store and the Laugh Factory, and there's actually um, a lot of different comedy stores around that I've gone to New Year's shows at. It became a. It's become a thing. Yeah. I mean, I like to go to comedy shows anyway, but it's a. It's a fun ticket. Because yeah. it's like I saw Bill Burr um, one year. Oh wow! On New Year's Eve, uh, downtown LA, and you know he came out on he did his act until until the midnight, and then he came out with champagne, and we all toasted, and you know shit fell from the sky, and yeah, Happy New Year's, and it was freaking hilarious because I love Bill Burr. <laughs> we spent New Year's together a few years back, did we? Yeah, I came over here. And you had some friends over. Yes, I've done um, like movie nights with friends or just New Year's where you get a bunch of food and watch the ball drop and talk and stuff. Yep, I've done that. I remember. I am remembering now as I look at you. (laughs) I remember who you are now. (laughs) With no pants on. It took me a second. Then you dropped your pants and I said, "Oh, oh, there you are. And there it is. I don't even really know what that means. I don't either. We just were riffing. Um, So trivia. Oh. Okay. Right? Yeah. Is that now? Let's do that now. All right. Cool. Like a fox, <laughs> you're you're fucking killing it. Oh, and there it is. F bombs. <laughs> it's like she hears it, she jumps on it, and she's enthusiastic about it, and she's always right. Ah! She uses the same Google search as you. Possibly. Yeah. Um Okay, so the question was Yes. Why did Wes Craven make um Nightmare on Elm Street's Freddy Krueger 
Why did he, why did Wes Craven make his sweater red and green? Mm. And like a fox, you are correct. Those two colors are the most clashing to the retina. Mm. Um, so you know he wanted to, I guess, make him more visually just awful to look at. And so Christmas just, is bad. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yes, red and yeah. green is awful. <laughs> yeah, it clashes the retina. Yeah. So right. that was that was the answer. I think that's really interesting that he put that much thought into it. Yeah, for sure. That's kind of cool. So here's what I'm thinking. You tell me we're doing this off the cuff, but you're going to give a new trivia question now that will be answered over the weekend probably. Uh-huh. And next, uh, the next Shrink Chat show will give the answer. And I'm going to make a cutoff. So this this question you're going to do now that you'll answer next week is the cutoff for this first box of shenanigans. Oh, gotcha. Because um, for those of you who don't know, what I decided to do was sort of at the end of the year, which, you know, we're going to zhuzh it by a week or two here. Yeah. Um, at the end of the year, sort of cut it off and take down participation awards, basically, of um, the person that participated the most. You didn't have to get it right. You just showed up. You just showed up. You answered the question in whatever form, you know, carrier pigeon, email, uh, Instagram, or Twitter, and you answered the question, and I put a little hashtag. And so the person that participated the most will, um, I, well, on the show, hopefully you listen. Or no, actually, we can reach out to them on whatever uh, venue they answered questions on. And ask for a mailing address, and I'm going to send a box of stuff. And then, Kathy, what I was thinking is, is that maybe we would do that every quarter. Okay. Because what happened was, is when I was putting together this box, because basically what I do is I go to events, you know, and Kathy will probably even donate things to it. We go places, we get things. Like, I go, like old shoes? <laughs> if what? there's old shoes Does in your box, Does anyone wear a from size Kathy. seven? <laughs> From Kathy, that'll be the old shoes. Six and a half if it's a big shoe. Yeah. (laughs) From me, it'll be, I go to industry events and they give swag and I got stuff and I don't need, (laughs) I don't need any stuff. I don't need more stuff. So like. It's cool too, because it's from really good industry stuff. Like Yeah. There's like National Geographic, you know, promotional and all that shoulder bags and shit. And I'm just about to go to Sundance. Um, so there'll be more shit from there and I don't need all this. It's fun to collect and I enjoy it, but then I want it to go and be be out of the house. And it's just a fun way to reward you guys. It's just fun. So that's what's up. So that's my plan, Kathy, if you agree. I'm liking it. Okay, cool. What's the new question? Folks, I need you to go. If, if you're going to answer through Instagram, I need you to go to the April 27th post of Jigsaw. Oh, God. <laughs> you don't need to participate. I'm so saying, don't worry about how far you have to scroll down. Just Calm down. So it's your flipping site, too. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. What, what What's the what's the picture? Say it again, please. Jigsaw. Okay. April 27th. All right. Oh. Date. Right. He's on his old tricycle. He's terrifying. <laughs> That's um, amazing. I'm surprised we, neither one of us talked about him and the villains because he's pretty. He I, was. He, he came he up was a up lot. There. He was up there. For he me. was up there okay. for me, but he He'd was be an honorable, honorable mention. <laughs> 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 Shut up. Okay, get out of my head. <laughs> um, Jinx that shit. Okay, tr- new trivia question. It's a two-parter. Oh god, get ready. <laughs> I'm so ready. Who is? Who is? <laughs> I love the drama. <laughs> Good. 
Dragging it out. Who is Captain Howdy? And in what two movies is this alias used? So it's used once originally, and then it's used again sort of as a reference or an homage or homage, however you'd like to say that. <laughs> Another French word. Yeah. <laughs> or Latin or whatever. Um, so the first part of the question is, who is Captain Howdy? And this alias was used in two different horror films. Okay. Okay. Under the jigsaw. Under the jigsaw post. Instagram. Or first first one's going to be real easy to find. The second one might take a little searching. But I have faith in, a, in our, in our in fans. In our peeps. Absolutely. And our followers and our listeners and, just and our because, cult members. <laughs> and just because, <laughs> shut up. And just because. And our of, believers. I'm going to punch you in the no pants Friday. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. What I was going to say was that just because you're not the first person there and we don't, you know, doesn't mean you don't get participation points. You don't have to be the first person. You don't even have to be right to get yeah a, we've a got some par- participation people who just where they were a couple beats late yep and that's fine we give a shout out to the winner but she often gets that wrong so you might get a shout out i don't i don't, I don't like a fox hasn't gotten anything wrong yet <laughs> no no i mean kathy gets it wrong sometimes oh. who wins <laughs> she's like shut up all right um <laughs> yeah i just also want to thank one of our listeners mm who sent us an escape room oh. horror. It's, it's a, it's a zombie themed what? escape room. Oh, what? So at ethical moto, thank you. That wow. was so awesome. That is amazing. Yeah. So we're going to, we're actually going to go do that. Ooh. And then on our um, Patreon page, and when? we'll, we'll do a little, maybe extra. <gasps> yeah. yeah. We'll have a discussion. So those of you who, who are patrons, We'll be able to listen to our ridiculous reaction nice. to when's the expiration date. I think the... we have to have it done by March and we probably should anyway. Cause then I, I'm out of the country for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And I'm gone in January for Sundance. So, so maybe February. So Feb. So we'll do that and we'll do a little extra chat on the old Patreon for that. Oh my God. That's so nice. Isn't that cool? So thank you yeah, so it's, much. it's a horror zombie theme. We've got to escape. I mean, I'm going to be terrified. I'm going to be karate chopping like crazy. So what happens with Kathy <laughs> is when she gets scared, I've been to an, so many haunted houses with her now because we go to the mazes every year, like so many. And I think I've explained this before, but Kathy is shorter than I. And so she goes first. Like significantly. <laughs> significantly. We're yeah. like Mutt and Jeff, if you know that. <laughs> I was just that reference. How, how tall are you? I'm six feet. Okay. And I'm about five, three. Yeah. Yeah. Like four, so four, two. <laughs> She's like, no, <laughs> we always want to get one of those, um, motorized carts at yeah. the, at the, yeah. the parks. And I just sit on your lap and we just zoom around together. We've actually done that before in front of people. Kathy will just sit on my lap like yeah. a little baby. Yeah. Anyway, don't get off topic. Now shit's getting weird. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We knew it was going to get weird today. <laughs> we even said that before it's going weird. Um, after doing our top villains episode, the shit got weird. So my point was, as I point my, I'm shaking my finger, actually. Um, they can't see you. My point, I'm, that's why I'm explaining. Okay. The point was, is that she walks in front of me in the haunted house. And so <laughs> I get to watch her react. She doesn't usually get to watch me react, but I watch her react. And what happens when she's actually scared, you know, not the, not the, oh, scared, but the holy effing yeah balls whatever yeah. she's scared is she karate chops the <laughs> i air. start kicking stuff well i kick 
She kicked I think I not, kicked. I yeah. think I kicked the American Horror Story chick who was in the hotel part she, of the thing, like <laughs> back. She kicks and then she does a little like what looks like a karate chop with her hands, and then she curls up in a ball and goes, "Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god!" I think there's a couple. And then I have to like there. get her yeah. up off the ground. And just to be clear, it takes a lot for me to actually get that scared. Well, but when I do, I can take the whole haunted house down. With a kick. Yeah, almost. <laughs> there was like this one room one year where she just, oh, I, thought she was gonna, I thought she was going to kick the walls down. Yeah, that was it. Because things were coming from the walls and you weren't expecting it. And yeah, so you started kicking Horror at the story. walls and they were people. Oh, God damn. <laughs> anyway, so anyway, this should be interesting. That's amazing. If you want to, we'll have that on our Patreon yeah, page. Yeah, in February sometime. <laughs> Meanwhile, we got to do, I want to do something right now for Patreon. And then... Oh, yeah, we got to think of that. Let's think of that. Okay. Uh, so psychology? You had a psychology thing. Oh, I had, yeah. I mean, it's it's psychology, but it's more social psychology. So one of the segments on this show is basically like psych topics in the news, right? Or it's called Kathy Gets the Sunday Times. Kathy Gets the Sunday Times. And then sometimes Shannon reads the New York Times. Yeah, this is the... The, the actual oh, paper, guys. Look at you. Okay. Yep, she gets the actual I get paper. The actual, I love the actual paper. It's a. I think it's a self care thing for you. It's it like really and reading the Sunday. Paper. I have to, and I actually thought about getting the New York Times also. Um, just I really it it reminds me a lot of being a kid. My dad always got the morning paper, and he always had it with coffee, and it's such a nostalgic thing that I, I on Sundays I get the physical. I paper. was totally just gonna say it's like you're your dad. That's, I was no, going to throw that out there and not know. Frightening. <laughs> yeah. Go. But part of me is. Yeah, I guess. of course. All right. So I wanted to, sometimes we'll just bring on, um, I guess, like, I don't know if controversial is the word, but more like. Things you might feel passionate about or. Not. Sometimes. Sometimes. It's more, I think, of, of what's going on in society and the two different sides of mm-hmm. like, I know we had the talk about sex offender treatment yeah. um, and what we should be able to. Um, not report versus what we should. And we just had an open conversation around that. So this is um, clearly a different topic, but in the same camp as far as people having very different views um, and the implications of these views. So one of the things that um, I see a lot more often in my practice right now is um, teenagers and young adults who are identifying identifying as gender non-binary, and it's becoming much more common that people say, you know, I, I don't identify as male or female, but maybe somewhere in between or not at all. And in many ways, as, as psychologists, as therapists, we know that identity in general um, is, it, it's, it evolves through life and mm-hmm. we can't possibly know exactly who we are or how we feel um, from the beginning of life to the end, things right. change. So one of the things that is determined for us simply by our physical anatomy and our chromosomes from the very beginning is our um, sexual identity or gender identity. And so there is a, there's a pretty big movement right now um, starting clearly in the more liberal areas of the country mm-hmm. where parents are starting to fight to not claim a gender on the birth certificate. Ah, yeah. Okay. So this article talks about parents thinking outside of the gender box and saying, we don't want to label that for our child um, because there, there are, are really no laws that protect intersex um, mm. individuals. So intersex are oftentimes children who are born with um, 
uh, anatomy that could almost look like they have both. Okay, so and then the doctor has to decide based on whether it's chromosome or whatever. And in the past, this has been really disastrous because they end up, let's say, oh, the the clitoris is X amount long, so we're actually going to make him male. And they make a rep, uh, they rec- make a recommendation to these poor parents. That's and then right. The parents have to make a decision. That's which right. It's so frightening. It, it, I can only imagine like it's awful what that would feel like as a parent. So and then then years later, I've watched documentaries on these people who have said, that's not at all who I am. uh, Right. So who could know? Right. Who could know? So intersex is just one one piece of this intersex is to be clear is not necessarily gender non-binary. Non-binary is something that someone will declare regardless of what their physical anatomy looks like, but more in in how they feel internally and how they um want to present themselves outwardly. It's much more complicated than anatomical sex or chromosomes. But the whole discussion around this is why does the law place so much importance around the legality of how someone identifies? So if you have someone who is transitioning and they want to get their ID and get rid of their dead name, which is the name that they no longer or never really felt identified with because it doesn't fit with their gender and sexual identity. They want that removed and they want their, their name on there. The, the leaps and the stuff that they need to go through. And now this is even being moved to parents going, well, what if we just start off by not declaring that for them? And there are, you know, many States are going, absolutely not. It has to be male or female at the beginning. So what do you make of that? I mean, is that just like resistance to change? Is that there are, is there some like reality based fear with that? Like, are they, that's what I'm, I'm trying to figure out. Like, what is the importance of, um, that being decided? I understand the importance of a name. We have to have someone, we have to know this child is related to, yeah. These parents, once school starts, yeah, that, socializing. That's you right. Have to have a name. Yeah, that's right. But I have had kids who, throughout their schooling, have changed their yeah. gender identities because they don't identify with what they were given at birth. And I'm talking like seventh, eighth grade. Yep. I'm not even talking about high school. Yeah. So, um, prepubescent. Yeah. And and I think it does sometimes more damage when there's resistance to kids sort of exploring this. And I think that to answer your question directly, I think it's more about fear. If we don't give children enough credit when they say, I feel like this, we get parents and we get the law going, honey, no, you don't. You don't know how you feel. Gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, that's what comes up. Yeah. I can understand large parts of America feeling like it's somehow threatens their, you know, Binariness, binariness. <laughs> you know, I get that. Yeah, like I, I get that. That's a lot of times what part of the opposition to these kinds of things are. Um, and by these kinds of things, I mean the fact that we don't fit into the boxes that you know we're once we were, you know, that we've accepted for many hundreds of years. We accepted the boxes, and we just don't live in a world where we should do that anymore. I think that one of the the legal things that come up is a lot of conservative people will push for, well, this creates identity fraud. Yeah, because so that's where my my oppositional head was going. Like, okay, so if I'm on the other side of this, because I agree that it, it might be, I don't know if it 
will be helpful because we haven't done it yet. So right. I don't know what that will be like. And I have a feeling there'd be some initial chaos and some adjustments right. and some good things that would come out of it and some and some issues where we can't possibly know about ahead of time. Right. I see the mental health piece of it. Right. For sure. Um, but I would personally be willing to give it a shot to give those kids and ultimately adults well, here, here's, the right to yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, and that that's right. And I think if it, we clearly can't do a lot about the adults that are, I mean, we can, but that I think that's a different argument from birth. Yes. For example, a five-year-old's not trying to commit identity fraud, no. okay? If we start this early enough and we give children the freedom to explore, I think there would be less fear as the world evolves yes. because early on, let, let's say by the age of, I don't know, I'm just going to throw this out there. This could be the worst idea ever. Let's say by the age of 20, someone has to have male, female, non-binary, whatever, whatever that stamp on is, their driver's license but they whatever. have to go through maybe their adolescence, their sexual development, whatever that is for them. And then they're required to choose. I don't know. Well, that's, but that's, that's where I get a little like, there's going to be people who don't want to choose. And yeah. that's got to be okay too. That has to be okay too. Because that's, mm -hmm. that's a part of this as well is that some people well, there's say, always the other box and some people say, yeah. I don't choose. Mm -hmm. And that's part of this as well. And I so, think, I think that the only time that becomes complicated is with professional athletes mm -hmm. in situations where clearly it's bathrooms, right? Yeah, I mean, some somewhat bathrooms. But Although I, now uh, we're we're. I mean, I go to a lot of nice gender neutral bathrooms. Do not freak me out at all. Oh, me neither. I and don't care if there's men places. peeing in there. No, I really I don't, don't care. But they're in more places. What I'm yeah. saying is, they'd have to be everywhere. I think. I think my which I think is a great shift. That, that but that to. that's fear based. I'm talking more like. If you're going to have a professional athlete, I think this is this has come up quite a bit, and they actually did a, a South Park um, episode on this that really, really is so politically incorrect. And I'm not I'm not stating my opinion. I'm bringing this up as this is where I think we have a lot of issues. Is someone born with X amount of chromosomes as a male, right? I and they they identify him as male, and he doesn't get any gender blockers and he develops the testosterone and all this stuff. And now he wants to be on the women's professional swim team as an Olympian. He may have an advantage he even would, after the would. transition. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So how do we, how do we look at that for yeah. everyone? That's so complicated because I understand that this, now, trans female, this woman who wants to and is an Olympian swimmer, I understand she doesn't want to compete with men anymore because she's not a man. These are the issues. This is what yeah. comes to the table. So yep. it's so emotionally charged because underneath that, like you said, is the mental health piece of if someone knows who they are mm -hmm. outside of what society or the government or their parents have labeled them and there's resistance to that, we're looking at suicidality, drug abuse, uh, all of that. So yeah, it's I not think, a quick fix. No, no, no. It's just a topic. And I, I I also appreciate that we don't know the answer to that and we don't know what the fallout would be. I think it's I think it's important to come from a place of um, inclusion as opposed to exclusion, right? So that's mm -hmm. just kind of what you're talking about. It's like yeah. how do we include this and is this is this a possible answer right. that would of course change the course of our culture? in a in in hopefully very positive ways right ultimately right after the transitional 
I think, and I think that's why uh, we're we're getting we're doing more research on hormone blockers and not allowing these kids to fully develop um, into their adult selves prematurely, mm-hmm. so they can have some time to figure that to not figure it out, but to to or mature yeah. without the other stuff maturing. So we stop running into those problems like with professional athletes, Mm -hmm. because if you have a a boy who ends up being trans female and we use hormone blockers at 11 years old, we're not going to be facing the same type of disadvantage uh, physically in in an athletic. So I think that's sort of where we we need to start promoting more, like allow these kids maybe a stop. Yeah. It's like now I'm kind of in my mind thinking, I imagine a world where you get through the first you know, 40 years of this, let's mm-hmm. say, I mean, that's totally yeah. arbitrary. Yeah. And, and then it begins to even out. That's right. That's right. Right. That's right. But I think this is where, but take a lot of time. We really have to, and I like the way that you said that it's more about not thinking about what we have to stop doing or not including, but more of how do we make this work? Because this is not going away. Mm-hmm. And if we, and it shouldn't go away. And if we ignore it, we have people who are dying mm-hmm. because of it. You know, so Important. just really interesting, though. You've got these parents now who are like, we're not going to claim that for our kid. Yeah. And I mean, OK, it's very progressive. I imagine there will be if there haven't already been been these, there'll be court cases. Oh, yeah. It's already right. starting. Right. Yeah. So and legislation that, and all that. That's often how the wheels. Yeah. So interesting. Maybe by the time we're dead, they'll figure it out. Have something sorted yeah. out. Give it a shot. Maybe. I appreciate you bringing that. We try to, so that's an example of a segment we do on, I don't know, psych news. I don't know, psych topics, hot potatoes. I don't know. I don't know what to call it. I don't care. So (laughs) we try to bring some stuff. Um, But I want to start doing something that I feel passionate about, which is, and Kathy, I'm sure, will join in along the way. I don't know. Maybe. She hates me. Um, (laughs) Is I want to make sure to talk about at least two or three horror movies tv shows books etc on this show as a segment basically like horror stuff because i love it and i miss it a little bit we've been doing a ton of true crime documentaries and true crime psychology on the terror talk show and i want to make sure we because sometimes i just want to talk about some really good horror and sometimes i want to talk about like some shitty horror thing that i watched Mm -hmm. and that doesn't really like carry an episode (laughs) but i want to talk about them um so i watched zombie land i love that and zombie land two how was the second one it's good yeah i i mean i loved the first it's the same type of thing like zombie land isn't something i'm gonna get super crazy analytical about no so if you don't know it's got woody harrelson in it and jesse eisenberg and emma stone and who's hilarious i love all of them yeah Yeah. and she's just as great in the second one so funny so it's about a um a shy student trying to reach his family in ohio a gun-toting tough guy which is woody harrelson who's awesome trying to find the last twinkie that's his whole thing in the first movie Mm -hmm. and a pair of sisters trying to get to an amusement park which is emma stone and her sister join forces to travel across a zombie-filled america so if you like funny horror I think you will enjoy this. And if you don't mind zombies, I think you will enjoy this. 
Um, like I'm a fan of Shaun of the Dead and mm-hmm. some some is of the that old... in the same genre, right? It is mm-hmm. kind of making it fun of its own genre. Yeah. yeah, and so I have one friend that didn't like these movies or the first one at least from 2009 because he doesn't like he doesn't like zombie stuff. Mm-hmm. So I get that you could be, you know, annoyed by it if you don't like zombie stuff. But it's not really about the zombies. Oh, and by the way, and I. Th- the zombies are the kind of zombies that run. Yeah, like in 28 Days. Yeah, they're, you know, not as scary as 28 yeah. Days because it's funny. But they're not like the dumb bumbling. But they're not yeah. walking dead. Yeah. But there is something in Zombieland 2, which is not a spoiler, which is a funny thing they added, which is the Homer zombie. And that's the dumb zombie <laughs> that's like, you know, chasing a fly when you're standing right oh, there. Oh, that's funny. They call them the Homer zombies. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> which makes Like Homer which, Simpson? Yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. They're sort of like do, 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 yeah. zombies, which made me laugh. That so. is funny. Um I enjoyed it. I think it's worth a watch, especially, you know, on the on the TV. Yeah. The audience so this is a movie where I've started to watch um like Rotten Tomatoes or different sites that do audience scores and critic scores because they're different, right? So with Zombieland Double Tap, which is the new one, Uh um, the audience score is, you know, like 20% higher than the critic score. Yeah. Uh, Oh, than the critic score. I think you say from the first one. Or than the, no, no, than the, um, that doesn't surprise me. Than what they call the tomato meter. That doesn't surprise (laughs) me. So sometimes movies, the critics really love it and people are like, meh. And, and the opposite. And sometimes we're all on the same page, but not always. So I wanted to follow up, uh, Kathy, with, mm-hmm. I mentioned um, the Netflix show documentary Don't Fuck With The Cats last time. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say that I watched it so no one else has to because, you know, meh. Um, what's interesting about it is that it's internet, um, for lack of a better word, Internet nerds, like IT type internet nerd guy, people, male and female actually, who start to internet hunt this guy, Luca Magnata, who um, they ultimately, originally, sorry, I misspoke. The first thing they start to see is these um, killing cats, right? These videos. Mm -hmm. And so they are offended. That's why it's called Don't Fuck With The Cats because there's this underground reasoning around you know, you can do all kinds of crazy shit on the dark web, but don't fuck with the cats. Yeah. Or animals in general, I think. <clears throat> and so they hunt this guy down. And it's an interesting story in the sense that he fancies himself like a catch me if you can type of guy, if you remember that movie and mm-hmm. real person. And, you know, he is ultimately he kills someone. And the interesting piece in the middle was about how he progresses from animals to humans and how the internet people were like, this is, we, we can see that this guy's psychology is going to progress. And I thought it was interesting how this was really driven by, you know, people like you and me that got so offended and then took on, I mean, you know, they made a Facebook group. They, you know, police joined the Facebook group ultimately yeah. and they really, went crazy about this guy and wanting to catch him. And he was egging them on like a typical narcissist. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, it's interesting that way. If you watch a lot of true crime docs on Netflix or whatever, go for it. It's not that long, but you know, it was fun. It was interesting. Um, 
Hunting an Internet Killer is, I think, yeah. the subtitle of it. So, all right, I finished that. Uh, oh, okay. So I saw and I saw Midsummer. You did? Yes, I did. And it's interesting. This one is one where the critics liked it and the audience not so much. Yeah, I did notice that. Have you seen it or I have not? Uh so it's Ari Aster. Um you know, written and directed by him. And I was really looking forward to it because Hereditary is yeah. his other, mm-hmm. you know, big movie. And I I have to say, I liked it because I like the slow, kind of brutally slow, very creepy... You just know something's off for a really long time and then it sort of shifts and it's really off mm-hmm. <laughs> and it it's disturbing and yeah, oh. it was disturbing. And I've heard I, it's very disturbing. It's disturbing on in a, I mean, it's hard because we talk about a lot of disturbing stuff on this show. Um, we it, hear a it lot just of disturbing, very disturbing to me though, like in an uncomfortable is. way. Yes, it's it can be uncomfortable, and I think a lot of people wouldn't like it. I can understand why we get low like audience scores. Yeah, generally, it's not the feel good movie of the year because it's not slashem stuff. It's definitely psychological. Um, you can imagine yourself mm-hmm. in, getting in this situation. Very easily, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so Danny and Christian are a young American couple with a real relationship on the brink. So here's the thing, too, is it starts if you have. Uh, so if you have suicide triggers, that's a thing uh, in this movie. So if you have triggers around uh, people committing suicide or knowing people that commit suicide, there's that trigger warning. But then they go to Sweden I think it is. And there's a midsummer festival in a remote Swedish village. And they go there with their Swedish friend that they met in college. And and the um, non-hilarity ensues. I would say if you're open to different kinds of horror movies and you like something that's slow and dark and you're a fan of hereditary, you would enjoy this. Okay. You know, I, I it's one of those sort of like with unbelievable that I'm like, I, I feel like I have to prep myself to watch it. Yeah, it's sort of like uh, I read one review that said uh, it's on the edge of where horror meets absurdity. Yeah, I because think I there's pieces too. of it that are so absurd that you like laugh and then make a face like uh, what the F just happened. Yeah, but it all it all comes together and. I don't know, you know, if you study cult-like stuff, mm-hmm. that there's an element of that, which is interesting. And then the other thing, this is my last horror thing that I'll mention today, is that I finished the whole season of Marianne. Oh. And I would highly recommend this. So It's Netflix. Yes. And it gets high critic scores and high audience scores. Like, it's a, it's a winning. It's French. It's got subtitles. So... You got to actually watch it and not do other things while you're watching, which is a struggle for me. <laughs> yeah. As any, as everyone will tell you, I am always doing something else while I'm watching because I watch so much media that yeah, you watch a lot. I'm like, how do you get you through your day? I, I do just go. I mean, I day. don't watch media at work, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> luckily I don't 
hi, client, how are you? I'm going to just watch this TV yeah, show while you're... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to keep this YouTube on. While, um, no, I don't watch it at all. I do that with some stuff too. Yeah. But I, pretty much the rest of the time, I'm doing other stuff yeah. while I'm... Uh, it's easy to do, so, especially with some of this stuff. Yeah, but it's really good. And, um, and when I wanted to do other stuff, I just paused it. But it's really engrossing. It's really scary. I mentioned on the show before that I like... Uh, ghost stories and i like possession stories yeah and this is a possession okay. slash ch- I'll, ghost I'll, story. i will check this out it's good i uh i'm i only have really two things to report as far as watching okay um and they're both pretty well lighten lighten it up real quick um i saw the new star wars i loved it i'm just gonna leave it at that i, I know too. i know everybody's just like there's mixed I, I know more people who loved it than hated it i and for the record I grew up with it. I have brothers who watched it. We collected all the figures. I know all the backstories. This yeah. is not, I'm not the Disney Star Wars fan, which I also think Disney's done a fantastic job with Star Wars. And I realize I might lose listeners um, <laughs> saying that, but here's an opinion. Here's what it comes down to. They really finished up the series so well by how they did it. Yeah. I thought they nailed the ending. And I feel like it all made sense. And there were some really emotional components and a lot of really great relational and psychological components to it, which the star Wars franchise is known for doing except for one, two and three. Those were terrible. Mm -hmm. Um, And the coolest thing is who would have thought back in 1975 or whatever, that this series would have ended with, with a woman (laughs) being like Palpatine's granddaughter i mean this is you know it's just she's dark spoiler (laughs) so it's like it's it's just really uh, i i thought that they did a really good job and then i got very emotional because i loved carrie fisher and when yeah you know she dies and all the and you feel all that i think they and they bring back so many great cameos and D, uh, uh, Dio the droid reminds me so much of my dog Liam oh my god I was laughing so hard when he came on the screen because he's so just wily and squirrely and his face even <laughs> looks like him and I was there's just there's so much good stuff there yeah and then the other show that I'm watching I'm on the third season and I'm absolutely addicted to it it's a show called Better Things it's on FX it's, it's with Pamela Adlon um, I absolutely adore her she actually played the voice of Bobby on um, King of the Hill oh, she does fun. a lot of voiceovers I love Bobby so she is is um, a very good friend of an acquaintance of mine. Um, and she's like, Kathy Pam is th- it. This is her. Like it's, she's just so real. And so knowing that when I watch it, um, I, I think it's it even, even better. She's she, it's the story of Sam Fox. Who's I think very, very much like Pam in real life. She's a single mother working actor with absolutely zero filter. Um, <laughs> she's raising three daughters, uh, Max, who is, um, I think she's the oldest daughter, very girly. Then she has Frankie, who's her non-binary kid, and Duke, who's the little girl. And they all, um, and and then Celia Imry plays the mother. I think her name's Philomena or something, but they call her, she's like, Phil, she calls everyone dude. Mm-hmm. It, but it's really a show about nothing and everything. So it's it's the everyday life of just the American woman, single mother, her humor, it is so raw, it is so raunchy, but it all is also so heartfelt. It's like a 34, 40-minute show, and you can get it on Hulu also, and I'm on season three, and she it's basically about 
like the real struggle of, of trying to keep her family together in, in Southern California Mm -hmm. as a single mom in the industry. I just, I I laugh out loud by myself when I'm watching it. And some of it's, it's like heartfelt and painful because a lot of it's gallows, like her humor is, but then a lot of it too is she's like, well, you know, I got fucked over again. You know, yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. And you, you, there's so much of her, I think, I feel like I relate with. I'm not a single mom, but some of the way that she deals with like the shit in life it and the humor. Plays it's just, real. It's real. Plays it's real. real. I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. It's funny. I put it on my little list here. It's I a wanted good one. to say that my favorite thing about Rise of the Resistance, mm-hmm. my very favorite thing, is that there's a small droid with a trauma background. Yes. He she reaches out to touch the little droid That's at first. Dio. Dio. Yeah. And Dio goes, No, thank you. That's and my like, Liam. Because <laughs> kids have the right to not be touched. Yep. And then he's a sad, <laughs> happy, and he starts saying all of his motions. I, I just loved the first moment when she like reaches out to touch him and he goes, no, thank you. And he yep. rolls away. And I'm like, that is the kid's response. He was that. And that I loved Bob. Every kid should say that. And Bob, what about Babu freak? Oh, the one who's like, God. ah, amazing. And by the way, I love how they threw Carrie Russell in there. I know that was yeah. amazing. <laughs> I could tell by her voice. The person I was with in the movie theater is like, is that Carrie Russell? I'm like, yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> I remember when she talked like months ago when she talked about, having like JJ Abrams personally picking her because yeah. of their work and stuff. Aww. And, um, but I then like. I had forgotten about that. And when I saw her on screen, I'm like, Oh my God, I'm in love with her. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, yeah. And I need be? to go back and I, I actually, that's a series I want to go back and rewatch is the Americans, but, um, that's a good one. So, I used to watch Felicity religiously. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, went, I actually rewatched <laughs> that series last year. I have. Yeah. I also want to mention you brought up this whole thing, but the Mandalorian. Oh, it's so I haven't good. seen eight yet. Okay, I'm yeah. not gonna. I'm not gonna spoil, but you need to watch it. It's such a great series. <laughs> so we can talk a little bit more about it next week, maybe. But I will just say, in general, it's awesome. It really is. I I couldn't be more happy with John Favreau at this moment. In time. And they've signed on for season two, so I've made it all through. Um, all through episode seven. I just have the finale to watch. That's so another we'll... one that gets like audience scores and critic yeah. scores off in like in the 90s. Except for episode six when the terrible acting. Well, there was yeah. some terrible <laughs> acting. Yeah. I mean, I, I think in like four, five, six, we, we lost a little bit of yeah. the mm, zhuzh. But, but I, seven, it, it comes back. But I'm, all, yeah. I'm okay with that. It doesn't have to be perfect. Yes. <laughs> it's a good series. I'm just super glad about it. Yeah. I'm just glad about it. Well, thank you so much, Kathy, for showing up. Every once in a while, I <laughs> I commit to something. It's cool. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for listening, everybody. This, uh, we, we, what are we doing next week? Oh. I think it's the sex trafficking. Oh, God. Yeah. Way to bring that right <laughs> down fast. Way to lead into that. Uh, All right. So right. Am I right? <laughs> I don't even want to look now. Like, what? Um, uh, now I got to look. Yes. So next week we are doing an episode on human trafficking. Um, I happen to have CSEC training. Um, I think we're going to look into some media, some documentaries, but just um, about human trafficking because it's still a very real issue in our society mm-hmm. right now. And we'll, we'll bring up a lot having yeah. to do with that and continue on with our shrink chat shows, obviously. And we thank you very much for listening. This is Shrink Chat. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.
We hope you enjoyed this episode of Shrink Chat. If you enjoy what we do here, there are two things you could consider. Subscribing and sharing our episodes on social media and checking out our Patreon page. Don't hesitate to contact us on Twitter, Instagram, or our Facebook page. We upload new episodes of Terror Talk every Wednesday and of Shrink Chat every Friday. Until then, goodbye and have a pleasant tomorrow.